the Vibe Catch podcast brings you the latest in employee engagement, workforce productivity, and people analytics. We have the pleasure to talk to Dasha Suisa, who is a leadership and organizational development consultant and coach. Dasha is also a lecturer at the Charles University in Prague, where she teaches several HR and adult development related subjects. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us today, Dasha. How are you? Hi, and thanks for having me here. Good, thank you. Um, we thought uh, we start um, the conversation around um, employee engagement because that's a topic that uh, it's extremely, extremely accurate uh, and acute today. And I feel that uh, it's kind of um, a lot of a lot of people are actually even uh, misunderstanding what employee engagement is not. And uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on what what employee engagement is not in today's, uh, let's just say, HR landscape. Okay, yes, I, I feel there's a lot of confusion uh, around what employee engagement is and isn't. And uh, I believe that probably the most common confusion um, is based around uh, employee satisfaction. So very often people think that these two things are interchangeable, but actually they're quite uh, quite different concepts. So employee uh, engagement basically um, is an extent to which uh, employees basically feel aligned with the organizational purpose and the organizational goals, while um, employee satisfaction is more about the level of comfort. Yeah, so it's more about how uh, how satisfied and how comfortable they feel in their jobs. And I don't know if you feel that, but these are pretty much different concepts. So yes, indeed. Yeah. So while employee engagement really almost takes the employee out of their ways to really uh, be passionate about what they do and to really care about the outcome of their jobs and to really walk the extra mile, employee satisfaction is more about, okay, um, I'm happy, I'm satisfied, but um, that's all, I'll just do what's needed and then walk off and go home. So uh, I believe it's a little counterintuitive, uh, but uh, employee engagement is not just about positive feelings, uh, but it's about uh, quite a balance between um, some positive, uh, even positive emotions, uh, a positive uh, kind of motivation felt by the employee, but also a level of discomfort, uh, dissatisfaction with how the, uh, how the things are, so that they feel the need to actually uh, achieve for something better, to accomplish something better. Whereas with employee satisfaction, you don't really feel that drive, yeah. And that's why, uh, that's why in organizations, we really look uh, more into uh, driving employee engagement rather than driving employee satisfaction. That's a very interesting point you make, and I'm happy you mentioned emotion into um, uh, into the conversation. You brought emotion into the conversation because I think we are not even encouraged to express emotion. Uh, in it's kind of I think it's a culture. Um, how should I say an upbringing? How we are raised maybe in the Western uh, modern world uh, that kind of 
we don't express that much emotion. And I think that kind of spills over into our work lives in a way that, um, as you said, it's cool to, it's good to, if you're just satisfied with your work, but what about how you feel about your work? And how does that, like, where does that spark for feeling about your work come from or should come from? Mm-hmm. Is that a leadership, um, a leadership, let's just say, role where um, the leadership lays out the vision and you know inspires actually the employees to, to feel the same way about the company as they do? Or is it a combination of both like employees and leaders? Yes, that's a good question. And I genuinely believe that it comes down to both. So really engaged employees are not waiting for their leader or for their peers or for their organizations to make them engaged. There needs to be a level of engagement existing in them already. Yeah? Uh, but uh, the role of leaders and organizations uh, is to at least not to destroy that initial level of engagement and to allow it to even uh, expand, to create conditions so that the employees can really thrive and build on their uh, initial level of engagement. Does it make sense? Yes, it does. And um, we've recently, I've recently come, uh, came across uh, some, uh, some studies uh, done by Harvard Business Review, uh, the importance of employee engagement on performance. Uh, and uh, speaking of that, for the listeners, uh, all the resources that we mentioned in the podcast will be uh, as links in the uh, podcast page description. Um, and the study uh, found that actually um, companies who have a high level of employee engagement also display a higher level of customer service. So the engagement of employees uh, within a company actually spills over into uh, a better customer service, uh, a, a more positive attitude, a, uh, a basically a higher productivity, which which reflects then uh, then in in all uh, aspects of, um, of of the business life. Um, and I think that also what the study found is that the most impactful employee engagement drivers were the recognition uh, given for high for high performance Um, how do you feel about that yeah so um, are we talking about uh, the link between engagement and uh, its impact on performance yes that what you want me to talk about so how how does how how does actually product um, engagement reflect on productivity from yes experience okay yeah there's a load of research available on that link uh, it provides us with some different uh, numbers but um, no matter um, where the research comes from it does always tell us that there's uh, an absolutely clear link between high levels of engagement and high levels of organizational performance. And not only that, um, for example, recently I've read a research which said that uh, those companies with high levels of engagement uh, outperform those uh, that have low levels of uh, employee engagement by more than 200%. Oh, that's, that's quite a lot. Yeah, I think that's worth taking into account. And not only that, even if we uh, look into 
some other data uh, that, re that are related to uh, organizational performance like uh, levels of customer service or uh, levels of absenteeism yep. or uh, levels of staff turnover, we keep seeing the same link. Yeah. So the higher levels of engagement, the lower levels of absenteeism, yeah. uh, and so on and so on. I, I got actually quite interested in that and um, several years ago uh, when I was working for uh, a company, uh, we were doing some uh, engagement uh, surveys of course as well. and. I wanted to just see if uh, the same can be confirmed in our own environment. And so um, we did a mini research um, inside the company and we could see exactly the same results. Okay, that's amazing. Um, and I'm, ha I'm happy you mentioned um, uh, absenteeism uh, because that's, um, that's one, of the, um, one of the, let's just say, um, results of uh, poor engagement within within companies and in a recent uh, article uh, published on uh, BBC about uh, the millennial uh, burnout um, it, it, it was quite clear that uh, we are living in a very high-paced society and it's expected from us to always be online be delivering always on our mobile answering emails notifications and uh, that leads us to obviously a burnout because we're not machines. We have uh, a certain number of functioning hours that we can be highly productive. And, and I, th I think that that's, uh, that, that's quite uh, a, a, say a big thing in today's businesses because if, if you have more people in burnout and you have more people in absence because of medical reasons, then obviously you're not going to make money. And every business's aim is at least one of them is to make uh, to make extra money. Um, speaking of, of of that, one one question that that comes to my mind is that seeing that a lot of companies are kind of not ignoring but uh, overlooking the fact that you know the employees are the biggest assets and you should take care of them. Um, I feel that they're not really taking any steps uh, to uh, to engage them really and um, there may be a number of reasons why that happens uh, but probably one of the reasons is that companies don't know how to start with engagement don't know how to actually approach this or what what engagement is so how would somebody a company uh, mid-size uh, big size company talking about mid and big size because smaller companies if you have uh, 10 employees uh, it's it's quite easy to get the feeling of your of of your company because you see them every day you're probably in the same room most of the time but what about bigger companies that would like to start with engagement yes definitely it, it that there is a difference between how you go about it when you're in a small environment and when you uh, operate in an environment which is um, anonymized to a high level. So uh, when when that's the case, you obviously lose um, lose touch with the pulse of what's going on, and um, therefore I think one of one of the reasons it 
is a little more difficult um, to really in, um, engage employees in larger environments is that um, you just uh, many companies tend to treat employees really as resources just let's look at uh, the actual name of what we do yeah yes. uh, with it with people or for people in companies it's hr human resources so i genuinely believe that if we keep uh if we if we just believe that people are resources uh, in the first place, we are never going to be um, just enough authentic uh, in really engaging employees. Yeah, so I think uh, that deep down um, there is a uh, there is an assumption around what employees are for and uh, um, how how to treat employees that is first to be tackled. Yeah, I agree. To really look into like okay what's my approach to employees do I want to approach them as human beings do I want to approach them as adults because very often what you can see is that um, uh, HR departments companies in general approach uh, their employees as if they were small children yeah yeah that's uh, even even though even though there's uh, there are a lot of companies who say or at least we can, yeah, our biggest resources are our employees, but yet they're not treating them as their most valuable resource mm. in that sense, or as, as humans, they look still at the res like as a commodity. Exactly, and I think that's part of the problem because that creates um, an unbalanced uh, relationship between the two parties, you know, because if you really treat uh, people in your companies as, as human beings, then there's a partnership between them. And that is already something that is quite engaging for employees. But when you really come from that uh, vantage point of uh, my employees are my resources, that's already something uh, deeply disengaging in itself. So uh, you might have expected that I would tell you all sorts of like steps to uh, to take. Uh, yeah, I was looking. I was looking for that, but I, I I do I do understand why that's a little bit more challenging to to say that. And you um, you you put uh, uh, the accent on uh, the partnership between you know companies and employees, and that reminds that's the the, the, the main keyword in in that relationship. Um, that reminds me from uh, from a sales training I had many years ago uh, where they were teaching us that you are not actually selling to another company you're selling to people you're always selling to people even no matter who who you're speaking with you're speaking with the person so you're selling your product to a person so the same in a way the same way um, um, HR or or, or companies should actually treat their employees as a partnership and address them as their equals in that sense. It's, it's quite, um, quite difficult to make a distinction between the entity as a company and the employees because in, in a way the company is the employees. It's such a weird way of expressing it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And I think there's even uh, something quite interesting in using words like uh, for example, assets. Yeah, I know it's a it's a better way how to talk about um, HR and um, 
people and employees in general, it's an asset, but still it comes down from that accounting uh, perspective, right? Like exactly. they are my asset, exactly. right? So uh, there's no par partnership in that, um, in that like, way of approaching it. So I believe going back to, um, to your initial question, if you really, really want to start uh, working on employee engagement and you really mean it, look first into your assumptions and mindsets around what people are for in the company and how you want to treat them. Actually, that's, that's, a, uh, that's one, of the, one of the probably main issues with employee engagement today. I think it's the mindset and you said it quite right. It doesn't really help uh, what measures you take if you don't have the mindset for that particular measure. If so, that's that's quite a quite a big topic on on how the mindset, uh, how we should change our mindset as individuals, uh, as a matter of fact, um, and as organizations. Um, and I think I would love to talk about the mindset, uh, and uh, most likely we will talk in a in a different episode. Um, I would like to thank you for this uh, great conversation, uh, really powerful thoughts and ideas. Uh, for our listeners, we hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation. Um, you can find the links to the resources we mentioned in the podcast and um, we hope to, to uh, uh, entertain you with uh, some awesome HR topics and engagement topics uh, in future episodes as well. Thank you for listening. Thank you too. Thanks for listening to the Vibecatch podcast. Visit our website, vibecatch.com, for more resources and insights on employee engagement, human productivity, and HR technology. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest podcast right in your inbox.